The Fed swoops in to rescue the markets with a surprise rate cut. But will their superpowers really cure coronavirus fears? We'll have that and so much more on this episode of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement where we make the Stacking Benjamin Show, I'm Joe Salcihai. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories. With thought leaders from across the financial landscape, we break them down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Today's show is brought to you by Tiller Money. Only Tiller Money automatically updates spreadsheets with your daily spending, account balances, and transactions. You can manage your money with the greatest control. If you want to try out Tiller Money, head to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. And then good news, if you decide that you want to buy it, you'll get 20% off your annual subscription because you used our link. That's tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. So people uh, hopefully tracking a little more money after some news earlier this week. Bobby, the Federal Reserve making a big move. A big move that was a surprise, but yet not. A lot of people were predicting the Fed would do something. I don't know that it was expected this soon, but people were. There was a buzz. Let's talk a little bit about how it works. And to kick it off, let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. This is Gertrude, room mom over at the Stacking Benjamins Facebook basement group. I just like hanging out and chatting about the news. That's why I tuned into Money with Friends. All right. This piece comes to us from Reuters and is uh, is um, headlined, Fed slashes rates in emergency move to combat coronavirus risks. U.S. Federal Reserve cut interest rates on Tuesday in an emergency move designed to shield the world's largest economy from the impact of the coronavirus. It was the Fed's first emergency rate cut since 2008 at the height of the financial crisis, underscoring how grave the central bank views the fast-evolving situation. In a statement, the central bank said it was cutting rates by a half a percentage point to a target range of 1% to 1.25%. The fundamentals of the U.S. economy remain strong, the Fed said in a statement. However, the coronavirus, they write, poses evolving risks to economic activity. In light of these risks, in support of achieving its maximum employment and price stability goals, the Federal Open Market Committee decided today to lower the target range for the federal funds rate. The decision was unanimous among policymakers. In a news conference, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell said the coronavirus would weigh on the U.S. economy for some time. He said he believed the central bank's action would provide, quote, a meaningful boost to the economy. The Fed's decision to cut interest rates before its next scheduled policy meeting on March 17th to 18th reflects the urgency with which the Fed feels it needs to act in order to prevent the possibility of a global recession. Now, initially, stocks surged on the move um, because it had been it had been expected and it, it became evident that the COVID-19 virus would not be contained in its epicenter in China. The outbreak has upended global supply chains and torpedoed global stock prices on fears it could cause a recession. However, and we're talking about this when this actually happened, um, equities reversed many of the initial gains. It was sort of a knee-jerk reaction within minutes of the unscheduled announcement by the Federal Open Market Committee, the central bank policy arm. U.S. Treasury debt prices surged, sending bond yields 
even lower. And then we do have a quote from Justin Letterer, um, an interest rate strategist at Cantor Fitzgerald in New York. He said, quote, I'm a little surprised. I didn't expect that at 10 o'clock today. I thought you'd see something coordinated among central banks. Uh, the, uh, the interesting piece of this, Bobby, is that while it was expected in some camps, I actually loved, as I was reading, prepping for today, that uh, Jim Cramer said that I'm more nervous now than I was before this happened. Before this happened, I didn't think it was going to be that huge a deal. He said, now the Federal Reserve has a bunch of data, right? And mm-hmm. has access to a lot of data. And they're clearly a little rattled by what's going to happen to business in, in, in the United States over the next few weeks. So um, I thought that was an interesting opinion. I do. And it's been quite a while since they made a move like this. So I think that also has people alarmed. It's ironic because this is meant to lift the stock market and it effectively had the opposite effect. And I think that is potentially going to snowball. It could be very scary for people, um, especially after the day before this um, this decision by the Fed. We had, I think, the biggest one day stock gain in history. Let's so, look, volatility. At least since I think it was since 2009. But yes. Or no, you're right. Point gain, biggest point gain in history. Yes, biggest yeah. percentage gain since 2009. Right. The um, uh, I want to go over briefly for people why the Federal Reserve makes a move like this and what the indicators are, because a lot of times I feel like most of us that just live our daily lives don't really get how this whole thing works. So when when the Federal Reserve cuts interest rates, what they're hoping is going to happen is that there will be less uh, less of an issue of banks trading money back and forth. What happens is the Federal Reserve puts money into the system using an incredibly low interest rate, these microloans that banks take when they move money between each other and they take money from the Fed. When they do that, they price the, their whole mechanism is to change the amount of interest that people pay to them. And what happens is banks then pass that on to each other. Sometimes they'll also pass it on to you. So when 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 banks lower interest rates, uh, when the Federal Reserve lowers interest rates, direct reflections happen on um, some loans that are affected by that, which specifically that would be credit cards and it would also be uh, uh, auto loans. And sometimes if you get direct like layaway type loans through individual stores, that will happen. So the, the mechanism that the Fed's using is they think that we will spend more money. We will borrow more money because the rate will be cheaper. That's the goal. The goal is to keep people spending money when the when when interest rates ease and we also said and we actually skipped this part of the piece lots of politicians of course applauded um saying that they thought that this was a great move politicians always applaud when the fed lowers interest rates because it will always give a little tiny shot in the arm for right now long-term bobby financial planner now put my financial planner hat on long-term Keeping people borrowing isn't a good move. It's never a good move. <laughs> like if 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 this allows you to take out a car loan, you couldn't afford to take out a car loan yesterday and you could afford to take out a car loan today, that's not necessarily healthy. True, but I'm going to present the counter argument. Let's say, and it won't happen instantly, but if it does help somebody refinance a loan that they already have and therefore they are getting the same thing for a lower interest rate, that does put money in the economy, which is a good thing. Many people have HELOCs, home equity lines of credit. 
if that comes in lower, that's also something that doesn't cost people. It also allows businesses to borrow money at cheaper rates. And if they were going to borrow money anyway, which is often the case, that's also good because that gives them more capital to grow their businesses. So, and I also want to pick up, you mentioned Jim Cramer. I want to add one more comment that he made that I just pulled up. He talks about the fact that, and he really called it. And I think other people that I've spoken to in the last week have said similar things. Um, He says that the move helps Wall Street, but it does little to persuade consumers worried about catching the coronavirus to leave their home and spend money. I mean, if you're not getting on a plane or you're not going on your cruise, or you're not going to the mall because you're worried about the coronavirus, you're not going to say, hey, the Fed got raised by half a percent. I'm going shopping. That's never going to happen. No. Right? You buy online It doesn't solve the underlying issue effectively in terms of what is affecting us. It's not going to help the supply chain if you are in a business that has now had a disruption in how you get your product. But this, like everything, will go away. And when it does go away, maybe it helps businesses come back faster, right? Maybe mm-hmm. maybe it helps them stay in business because businesses, to your point earlier, can refinance whatever debt they have to a lower interest rate so that they can withstand it for a longer period of time. I read a piece yesterday talking about how a lot of small, medium-sized businesses don't have cash reserves and their ability to withstand a lack in orders for a month or two is going to be very, very difficult. I mean, you look at, you know, I was... <laughs> I. I go back to Disney parks. Uh, Disney right now has four parks that are closed around the globe. And you Mm -hmm. think about a small company on a corner on Main Street trying to close off half of their store or or close the entire store. That's that would be that that could could kill a lot of businesses. Yeah, it is. It is a big deal. And unfortunately, these are, you know, as many people have said, this is a biological crisis, not a. It, it, it's translating into an economic and financial crisis, of course, but ultimately not financial tools can only do so much in a situation like this. And that's yeah. what's frustrating. So I think the stock market will rebound in a stronger way when we actually have an actual solution to the biological crisis. That's what people need. People need to know that we are, you know, moving, you know, upwards and out of this crisis, not sure right now. We have no idea where we are. We don't sure. know what inning we're in. Yes, absolutely. We do this live in front of a uh, YouTube audience. If you want to hang out with us on our brand spanking new YouTube channel, it's youtube.com and then head to money with friends and you will, if you subscribe to us, then you'll see us there uh, or you can just come find us. We're reliable here about once a week. Ron's hanging out with us though, Bobby, and says that he can spend just fine from his phone. So I think that I think Ron, you'll probably be spending more from your home if we're if we're not uh, going to the mall as much or we're avoiding crowds much much more often. Bobby, you've got something. Yes, we did put this question out to our Instagram audience. We told them we'd be talking about today's Fed decision to cut rates. Was that the right move? What do you think our our money friends had to say? Was it the right move for the Fed to cut by half a half a point? I'm sorry. Five well, I'm basic points. I'm I'm still in uh, long term Joe mode. So let's say seventy uh, percent say no. You are so good, Joe. Bam. You are so good. Seventy seven percent said no. Yeah, I just I just think about the fans of this show being savers. That it's it, the Fed cutting rates over the long term not necessarily good for a, a lot of people, and and it should be. And you talked about this before, um, but. 
it, and it really should be. And if you're somebody that has debt and you're smart enough to be hanging out with us right now, listening to this, I think using this as an opportunity to lower your debt, to go to your credit union and refinance your debt or look online at some of these places that compare rates and lower your debt. I mean, the, those are, use this as another opportunity to get your financial house in order. You're going to be home more anyway. You're avoiding, you're avoiding crowds. Use that extra time you have to finally get your, get things right. You've got some comments there, Bobby. I do have a comment. I have a comment from Team Ocelot Budget Saver. Um, it's, they said um, it adds fuel to the panic over coronavirus, which is really in sync with what Jim Cramer said. It does. That people were a little bit lost. We didn't know what to think. There's a real lack of information right now. But this was not necessarily calming to the markets. No. And on that way, I guess it's good because I've, you know, of course you get on social media and you read so much garbage, but there was, there, there are so many people not taking it seriously. I mean, we don't take the flu seriously. Are we going to take, take this seriously? I certainly hope so. In just a second, Bobby and I'll have our big takeaway from today's uh, show. But while Bobby is getting her thoughts together, I want to talk just briefly about Tiller, which is uh, the spreadsheet I use to help manage my money and get a snapshot of where I'm at at any point in time. Uh, the cool thing I like about Tiller is that I can link accounts directly to it. And once a day, my spreadsheet is automatically updated. And so I spend my time either looking at data or I spend sometimes uh, making my spreadsheet respond more to the things I want, less to the things that I don't want. The cool thing is you can start off with some templates and those uh, there's a whole community of people that have their own template. So there's always something that you like at Tiller. And if there's not, whether you use Excel or Google Sheets, you can change it to be the way that you want it. There's even a learn and explore button so that you can spend a lot of time making your budget work the way you want. Head to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for more. And if you decide to use it, you can kick the tires for free. But if you decide to use it long-term, then guess what? You'll get 20% off because you used our link. Uh, tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. What's our takeaway here, Bobby? At the end of the day, lower interest rates are not going to get people to do things that they are not doing that is hurting the economy right now. If you aren't going on a cruise or other trips or to a large gathering or even just to the mall because you're concerned about the virus, a rate cut will not change your mind. A lot of effort, but the jury is still out on the long-term effectiveness of what the Fed did. Yeah, we have we have no idea if that's going to really help or not. Um, mine, mine is going to be uh, not really a financial takeaway. I haven't, I haven't done a takeaway. I think since we began the show, that's not a financial takeaway, but, but I'll, I guess my takeaway is this, is that, you know, one of my favorite authors who I talk about a lot is a guy named Austin Kleon. And he talks about how different, different, um, you, you shouldn't bury your head in one particular topic because you won't have innovative ideas that way. One thing informs something completely, completely, maybe completely unrelated in a way that you would never expect. And in this way, I really want to go back, Bobby, to what Jim Cramer said, which isn't really the financial takeaway, which is that the coronavirus is just beginning to hit the United States right now. And if you're not worried about it, the fact that the Federal Reserve just made this move should make you worry about it and begin to take some precautions. Maybe you take 
wet naps with you or wet wipes with you on the plane. I did that for the first time in a long time, Bobby, last week. I'm getting on a plane, you and I both, in the next couple of days. I'm going to be wiping down the seat, the tray table, the stuff around me while I'm on that plane. I, I might shake hands a little less over the short term. I like shaking hands. I might do that a little less. You don't have to be over the top strange about it, right? But you can take some precautions. And I think the Fed move today shows me that um, it's about time to take this pretty seriously. I bought a lot of those cleaning wipes today. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I stocked up. I went to Staples, I confess. Yeah, I'm not we, buying we a mask. got a stash. I'm not buying a mask, but I'm buying cleaning supplies. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not sure the masks help, but I definitely bought a stash and I will be bringing them on the plane. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, tomorrow, excuse me, on Monday, Monday, we're going to be back with some news that happened last week about Robinhood, the, the, the app that lots of millennials use and other people to uh, manage money. And we'll talk about how they had a little... Uh, Hiccup, I guess we'll call it. It was a big hiccup. But, okay. It was big. You guys got to listen. They had a monster hiccup. We'll talk about that Monday back here at Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2020. Ryan Sini and Nicole Thornhill from Pro Podcast Solutions engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be a part of the show. As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or other video or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.